Hi, and welcome to another episode of By Your Sight, the property podcast to help you make better property buying decisions. My name is Michelle, the principal of buyer's agency, Michelle May Buyer's Agents in Sydney. Now, this is going to be my fifth effort to try and start this podcast about valuations because I don't know about you, but I'm still working from home and I've had kids making milkshakes in the kitchens, trucks pulling up outside, and I'm trying to do this in a quiet space so you can actually hear what I've got to say. So today I am wanting to talk to you about the correlation between pre-approvals, bank valuations, and those big bank price estimator tools, you know, the ones that you get on your app and how helpful they really are. So let's get started. So I know that the hot property market at the moment is very, very tricky. And I talk to buyers on a daily basis. And one of the biggest reasons why buyers reach out for help is because they're really scared of overpaying and they're not sure about values and where the market is going. So of course, overpaying or the feeling that you've splashed out too much cash and then the situation where the bank won't give you the mortgage you need because they don't think the property is worth it is the worst case scenario. So today I wanted to talk to you about understanding the risk involved and and how you can navigate this much better. There is a general lack of understanding about the process of bank valuations. Now, there's a difference between the bank valuation and of course the pre-approval that you get from the bank. The pre-approval indicates your value as a borrower to the bank and has nothing to do with the potential property value that you're buying. So Many people forget that the pre-approval for a home loan doesn't secure you that full amount of money. It just means that your desirability as a borrower is based on your income, your debts, your assets, your financial history, and of course, your ability to make mortgage repayments and how keen the bank is willing to have you as a client. It's all about risk assessment for them. They don't really care about you, let's face it. The bank still needs to see the property that you choose to buy and then say, yes, James and Patricia, this is a great buy. We will lend you that million dollar as per your pre-approval on this property. They could turn around to you and say, look, it's great that you've decided to buy this place for a million dollars, but we only think it's worth 800,000. So you then have to find the extra 200K elsewhere or go to another lender and hope that they will give you the valuation you need. So it's important to understand that the pre-approval is, is a way to narrow down your search to understand what kind of properties you can be looking for, what your repayments will be, you know, what your costs will be on a monthly basis, but it doesn't give you the freedom to then go out and spend that kind of money just on any kind of property. The trick here is, of course, that the bank won't value your property until you've signed on the dotted line. So you don't actually know until they've done the valuation whether you're in the clear or not. So too many buyers don't factor this in and they base their offers on their loan pre-approval. And of course, it's also become increasingly common for people to jump on those free uh, property price estimators, whether it's from the bank or whether a helpful broker has printed off a report from one of the portals and no doubt trying to be helpful. But let's more on that a bit later because those are not entirely reliable and can be misleading to your purchasing decisions. So the problem here is obvious. You bid high in a hot market because the bank has told you they're willing to lend you the money. You sign the contract, they do the valuation, decide the property isn't worth it and won't lend you the money you need and you can't find your 
finances elsewhere, then your deposit is gone. The other thing is also that the real estate market fluctuates really quickly. So if you purchase when the market's really hot, based on what your bank is willing to lend you, you may well find yourself in hot water when interest rates rise and the market changes. And if you've bought a dud, you know, your property can instantly lose significant amount of value. And so you run the risk of having negative equity and face, you know, significant challenges if you need to make a move before the market recovers. So this situation is a perfect example of why you really need to do your independent research to understand what a property is worth before you make an offer, before you go to auction. Which brings me back to the price estimated tools. I know that one of the big banks has recently been spending a lot of money on TV advertising their new and improved price estimator tool. And let me tell you that as a buyer's agent who is in the market every day, nothing irks me more than these auto estimators because I've, I've tried many of them out over the years and they come back as completely useless and inaccurate um, 99% of the time. So I wanted to talk you through what the problem with these tools are so that you can make better decisions. I mean, by all means, use them, but then add your own research and really look at the information critically because I think that a little bit of knowledge can be a very dangerous thing. The first red flag with these reports is that the price range that they usually put on a property is huge. It's not uncommon to see an estimate that gives a low and a high end of the price range, which, which varies by hundreds of thousands of dollars, which is funny because in the real estate industry, the Office of Fair Trading actually regulates the price range estimates that the real estate agents can give. It's a maximum of a 10% variance, which is in place for a number of reasons. I mean, the most significant one is to prevent underquoting and misinforming buyers on the hunt for their property. So why these price estimators tools can get away with quoting like <laughs> ranges of anywhere from, from 1 million to 3 million is quite beyond me. But, you know, a 10% limit ensures that any price estimate remains as reasonable and accurate as possible. There's really no point in looking at one of these reports that have such a, a major range because, you know, you could just pick a number and, and it'll be right at some point. The other thing that you need to realize is that these free reports, they're computer generated. So they're put together by algorithms, not the human hand touches these things. And so they leave out many important factors that are really very important in the real estate market. Because I don't know if I've ever said this before, but a lot of what we do as, as buyers agents has nothing to do with property. It has to do with people and how they react to properties. So in these algorithm computer generated report, they only look at facts and figures. They only look at, for example, the property's previous sale price, recent sales in the area of comparable properties and, and things like land value. But many of these comparable sales are quite old, leaving out many recent sales, particularly the ones that are non-disclosed off-market ones, for example. And they also only look at comparable properties that is in the same suburb, has the same number of bedrooms and bathrooms and has sold in a reasonable amount of time. But it doesn't look at the quality of the comparable properties. One can have an Ikea kitchen and one can have a pog and pole kitchen, quite different. They don't look at the functionality of floor plans. They don't look at aspect, internal light. 
not even mentioning, for example, the desirability of certain school catchment areas and services. You know, are there cafes in the area? Is there a really cool, uh, vibrant vibe to a particular pocket of that suburb? And also, they don't look at any median price changes since those comparable sales occurred or current market supply. Now, I don't need to tell you that at the moment, the market is going up by enormous amount of money on a weekly basis. So a sale that they put in those reports that happened three months ago, or even six months ago, I've seen sales in those comparable price tools that were nearly a year old. Again, that is not what the Office of Fair Trading recommends. It should be within a three-month period. But even three months ago, the median price has gone up by so much that you need to calculate and figure that in. So think about this very carefully. By all means, use them, but it's like comparing apples to oranges. Is it ever worth getting a price estimating report from a lender? My answer would be not really. If you're looking to estimate how much you should expect to pay for a property, these bank estimates really don't give you very accurate information. So I think by all means, use them as a baseline, but really also add your own research and look at domain real estate, look at the recent sales, look at land sizes, look at all those things that I've just mentioned, but also ask the agents for comparable sales and then collect all that data and then work out the best way forward. I know that sounds like a lot of hard work, but trust me, it's worth it. And this is what my team and I do on a daily basis. So we get really into the the finer detail of these things. And I think that if you want to make a smart decision and not overpay, this is really what is needed. So good luck. I hope this episode has helped you put things into perspective. If you want some help, reach out. If you've got a question, drop me an email at hello at byyourside.com.au. Thank you for listening. <laughs>